And welcome back to the 49 Away Podcast. It's your boy, Jay Sahota. You can follow the 49 Away on Instagram. And we're officially two to three weeks away from training camp. Boy, we got a lot to talk about looking ahead to the 2020 NFL season. Of course, if that happens and goes to plan and how the 49ers match up with their NFC West opponents. We're going to take a nice look at who's won the offseason within the division and how the 49ers look opposed to some of their NFC West rivals. But before we get to that, there was some breaking news yesterday. 49ers running back Raheem Mostert requested a trade. It started out, the news broke on Twitter when his agent Brett Tesler tweeted out saying Raheem Mostert would like to request a trade after unproductive talks on getting a new contract. I was shocked when I first saw this news. I would have thought that Raheem Mostert, yeah, he definitely deserves a new contract after the way that he played. Having said that, I wouldn't think it would have to come to this. I don't know if his agent is just trying to push John Lynch and the Niners to get a contract done soon, but come on. I mean, if you if you know John Lynch and the 49ers, they have one contract right now that they are trying to get done more than any other, and that's George Kittle's contract. They know they have to move around money, they know they're going to have to do everything possible that they can to try and get George Kittle his money because he is going to get a huge contract, which is going to reset the tight end market. And everyone knows that. And here you have Raheem Mostert, who wants to basically get a raise and get paid as much as Tevin Coleman. He is supposed to make as much as $3 million, Raheem Mostert is. Tevin Coleman is set to make up to $4.5 million after the season. Is it a bad thing to maybe give Raheem Mostert a raise of maybe a mil or two? Sure. Having said that, I still think requesting a trade from his agent, I think this is his agent more than Raheem himself, is a bit much. Here you have a guy. This is his sixth different team in his career. Raheem Mostert has been a special team star for majority of his career, basically up until late last season when he became the guy for Kyle Shanahan and his offense, and basically injuries led to it. Matt Breida got hurt, Tevin Coleman was banged up here and there, Jerick McKinnon was out the entire year, Raheem Mostert came in against Baltimore, ran for over 100, was fantastic, he gets to start next week, plays phenomenal against New Orleans, and from there on out, Raheem was the guy from there on out, and then ended up going for over 200 and set a record in the NFC title game en route to the Super Bowl. Raheem Mostert is a great football player. I think he would thrive, anyone would thrive in Kyle Shanahan's offense. It's quite obvious. But here you have a guy who has never really been a star starting running back anywhere in his career asking for a new contract when this is the first time he succeeded. You are the number one, you are set to be the number one running back next year in Kyle Shanahan's offense. With a offensive line that just got Trent Williams. And you're asking for a trade? I don't know. I don't know. And I think it's just a bit much. Quite frankly, as a 49er fan, sure. You want to trade? Go ahead. Because I think Kyle Shanahan can turn anyone in that backfield into a star running back. Because he's done that his entire career. If a healthy Jerick McKinnon comes back next year... We're great. We have Coleman, we have McKinnon, we have Jeff Wilson. Those are three capable guys of getting the job done right there. That's fine. 
for a guy like Raheem Mostert to give up an opportunity like that is honestly quite disappointing. But that's up to him and his agent, and we'll see how that plays out. But boy, oh boy, it has been quite an offseason since the ending of the Super Bowl for the San Francisco 49ers. And obviously, it started out obviously pretty somber after the loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, and then obviously it followed um, to the NFL draft. And really, it started in the, in the offseason when the 49ers traded DeForest Buckner. And I think that's really when things became a reality for San Francisco that, okay, we can't, in reality, we can't keep the entire team. And that's what happened for the 49ers. Obviously, they did not have enough money to sign Buckner and Armstead to extensions. And Armstead was a free agent this season. Buckner would have been a free agent next season. John Lynch obviously took a nice hard look at it and said, well, yeah, we can't afford both of them. Decided to give Eric Armstead a five-year deal worth $85 million. And then also, by trading Buckner, they also had enough money to re-sign Jimmy Ward to a three-year deal worth $28.5 million. So the 49ers were able to get the job done there. But they did lose a guy like DeForest Buckner. And in my opinion, DeForest Buckner, I think there's just so much talent on this 49ers defensive line that it won't hurt as bad. But DeForest Buckner was a captain. He was a leader off the field. He was a leader on the field. He made his presence known. And in my opinion, since DeForest Buckner has been with the San Francisco 49ers, he has made more of a long-term impact on this team than Eric Armstead has. I think Eric Armstead had one great year, and obviously he deserved his money. But I would go more to the fact that Eric Armstead thrived off of the additions of D. Ford and Nick Bosa. And you saw that throughout the year. When Nick Bosa and D. Ford were there on the D-line, Eric Armstead and everyone inside just ate. DJ Jones ate. Ronald Blair ate. They all ate. That's just how it went for the defensive line, and you saw that. You take D. Ford out of the equation, we're giving up 28 points a game. I know a lot of people say, oh, D. Ford's not as as um, important on the defensive line, and oh, you know, we could trade. Not quite yet. I know eventually, let's be real here, D. Ford's not going to be a 49er long-term just because of his contract and all that. But having said that, he is important. And to just toss him away after this season, I think, would not be an ideal situation and would not be for the good of the D-line. So I think John Lynch should definitely look at that and say, let's do what we can to keep D. Ford at least temporarily because this defense changes a lot. And going to safety, I know a lot of people have been talking about bringing in Jamal Adams possibly since he requested a trade. Look, Jamie Ward has been here since 2014. He's coming off of his best season of his career. Joukowsky Tart, I would honestly say the same thing. The big problem with both of those guys, Ward and Tart, is they got to stay healthy. They got to stay on the field. Joukowsky Tart has had a ton of injury problems. Jimmy Ward has also had a ton of injury problems. But obviously, Jimmy Ward got switched to corner for a few years, switched him back to safety this year, and he thrived. Thrived in Robert Sala's system on defense. I think we're fine with both of them. If they're healthy and they can stay on the field, Tart and Ward are a very underrated duo in the secondary, in my opinion, more than a lot of other people would think so. I'm going to some other additions and losses for the 49ers this offseason obviously they lost Emmanuel Sanders and replaced him with Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State in the NFL draft another underrated loss I think was Sheldon Day the 49ers lost him on the defensive line to the Indianapolis Colts I think it's not gonna again the 49ers have so much talent on the defensive line I don't think it's going to be a big issue for this team obviously the Niners go out and they replace Buckner right away with the 13th pick by getting Javon Kinlaw 
out of South Carolina. It's a great move. Great move for the Niners. I think Kinlaw is a very, you know, not a lot of risk involved. He's a young guy, a lot of upside. And I think he's going to thrive with this D-line with so much talent. And I think the Niners are going to be just fine with that. Um, especially with um, bringing in Brandon Ayuk. Listen, the 49ers don't have a lot of flashy guys at wide receiver, right? You, you look at the rest of the division. The Rams got Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. The Cardinals go out and get DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best wide receivers in football, and line him, line him up aside Larry Fitzgerald, one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. And then in Seattle, you got DK Metcalf who's coming off a big rookie year and then line him, line him up beside a guy like Tyler Lockett. There's a lot of great receivers in this division. And then you look at the 49ers and say, well, yeah, you got Debo Samuel, who's a beast coming off of his rookie campaign, but now he's hurt. And then who you got behind him? You guys like Kendrick Bourne, Trent Taylor, and, you know, Jalen Hurd and some of these guys. But let's be real here. The 49ers don't need flashy names to be successful. That's what Kyle Shanahan's offense is all about. It's all about playing as a team, and this is what's going to get this team far. This is what got this team far last year. The wide receivers were okay with eight passes in a game. They were like, let's block. The running game's killing it. Let's just feed off the run game. I know everyone likes to jump on the fact that, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't do anything because he threw eight times in a playoff game. It wasn't his choice. If... Raheem Mostert is is getting 12 yards per carry. Why wouldn't you keep running the football? It's not a it's not a discussion. Anyone knows that. Don't throw the football if you don't need to. Just run the football. And if you're running the football like the Niners were in the NFC title game, why go back to the passing game? It just makes no sense. Just logical football at that point. But I think the 49ers receiving corps this year, they're underrated. Again, not really flash names, but I know for a lot of people... Trent Taylor, yeah, he was out the whole year, but he was the best Niners receiver at camp last year. That is what came out of the 49ers camp, that he was the best wide receiver. So when you get a guy like him back, and you put him with a guy like Jalen Hurd, obviously we've seen an extremely small sample size, but he looks good, and who knows how Kyle Shanahan can utilize him in the offense. The 49ers offense, I think, will be just fine. There's not a lot of flashy names. Debo should be back early in the season. I don't expect him to miss a lot of time. Although he did, he is coming off of the same injury that Trent Taylor was sidelined with all year last year. So hopefully there are no setbacks for Debo when he's able to come back because I really do think Debo can make that jump to being a reliable guy. In my opinion, he was, I know people say Emmanuel Sanders was our number one guy last year. I think Debo Samuel was honestly our number one guy last year. He was... I found Jimmy through to him the most when it came down to it. And then, of course, out of all of that, we have the best tight end of football. We have George Kittle. And I think when you match all of that up, and you had a guy like Kyle Juszczyk and all that, you had a guy like Trent Williams in the offseason, which I think was the 49ers' biggest addition of the offseason. Massive. You know, you're looking good. And I think the 49ers, they may have lost guys like Buckner and Sanders and Sheldon Day, Matt Breida, in my opinion, a, an interesting loss. We'll get to that more in a second. And, of course, Joe Staley, right? It's Joe Staley, that loss definitely, definitely sucked to see him go. As long as I've been a 49er fan, Joe Staley has been the left tackle pretty much every season. So it was extremely hard to see him go, but it made a lot of sense. The guy went through a lot this year with injuries and 
you know, he was getting up there in age anyways. Worst case, he was going to have a year or two left in him and he's probably going to be retired anyways. But it's not, it is not any day that us 49er fans should be really, really thankful because we're spoiled. It's not every day you replace a guy like Joe Staley, who is a future Hall of Famer, a left tackle. It is not every day you replace a guy like that after he's retired with another all-pro seven, I think he's a seven-time pro bowler in Trent Williams. I mean, that is just ridiculous. We're, we are spoiled as, as a fan base. Our running backs are spoiled to have that. To bring in a guy like him is huge, massive. And to keep Jimmy Garoppolo upright was is fantastic. It's a must-needed move for the 49ers. I think they, did, did, they just did a heck of a job. More importantly with that, you look at some of the guys that are coming back from injury for the 49ers this season. Weston Richburg, who got hurt week, week 14, was having a phenomenal year. He's coming back from injury. Jarek McKinnon, we don't really know what to expect. Since we signed him in 2018, he hasn't played a snap for this team. So he's a complete dark horse. You got DJ Jones and Ronald Blair coming back from injury, which in my opinion are two guys to look out for. That I know a lot of people are going to lean on Javon Kinlaw to replace DeForest Buckner. DJ Jones and Ronald Blair were playing insanely good before they both went down with season-ending injuries last year. And then, of course, I mentioned Trent Taylor and Jalen Hurd on offense. So the 49ers, they went to the Super Bowl with all these guys on injured reserve. It's going to be really interesting to see how these guys fit in with this team if they can stay healthy. I really do think the 49ers are just as good as they were last year. Maybe even better. Some people may think they're even better. But we'll kind of see how that goes for this team going forward. And obviously, I touched upon Matt Breida being traded to the Miami Dolphins. And I think it was really interesting now that obviously that just made it evident that Raheem Mostert's going to be the guy. You trade a guy like Matt Breida to Miami, who is, in my opinion, was a very, very good player. I thought we should have kept him over maybe McKinnon or even Tevin Coleman. I thought we should have had Raheem Mostert and Matt Breeden. I think we would have been just fine. But you're going to trade a guy like Breeden to Miami. That right there is a complete indicator that, yeah, Raheem, you're going to be the guy. You're going to get the keys to the car. And, you know, we had to get rid of somebody, right? And unfortunately, that fell on to Matt Breeden, who ended up getting traded. So it's really interesting to see that, to see Raheem Mostert still request a trade, even though we got rid of a guy like Matt Breeden, who thrived in Kyle Shanahan's system. But if you look at anyone in Kyle Shanahan's system, anyone, you, you look at the track record. When we went to Cleveland, you know, I believe it was Isaac, Isaiah Crowell that was there, thrived. Haven't heard of him since Shanahan left, right? Went to Atlanta, Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman had the best years of their career, right? He goes to Washington, Alfred Morris, outstanding year. And once Shanahan left, they're back to not being that good. I think the only running back who probably didn't thrive as, as good was maybe Carlos Hyde in 2017. Other than that, every running back that Kyle Shanahan has used in his system has thrived. So if Raheem Mostert wants to get traded, go to another team. Don't expect to have the same success that you have with the best offensive-minded coach in the National Football League. That's, that is just my point of view looking at something like that. The 49ers will be fine. I think you could put anyone back there. And when you guys and when you have guys like Tevin Coleman, 
who's been in Shanahan's system for a few years now. You got a guy like Jarek McKinnon and Jeff Wilson Jr. And then you guys, you got guys like Debo and Jalen Hurd who can do a lot of things in the backfield with Kyle Juszczyk. I think we're fine. Do what I want Raheem Mostert back next year? Absolutely, I would want him back next year. But if he wants to leave, that's okay. I think we're fine. And honestly, I would like to see Jimmy Garoppolo take the next step and throw the ball a little bit more. I want to see Kyle Shanahan have a little more confidence in Jimmy G going forward because I think that's what's going to take the 49ers over the hump next season. I know everyone likes to jump on Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not going to sit here and deny saying that, yeah, if we want to win the Super Bowl next year, Jimmy G's got to step up a little bit more. There were some throws that he made last year that were worrisome. But hell no, am I going to sit here and say Jimmy Garoppolo's overrated. Jimmy Garoppolo... It's, it's, it's all just talk. They got nothing... These media people, they got nothing else better to talk about. Jimmy Garoppolo is a quality starter. In my opinion, he, he is one of the best all-around quarterbacks the 49ers have had in the past decade and a half, opposed to Colin Kaepernick. But I think the one thing Colin Kaepernick could never do is stand in a pocket and throw a good football. He was always trying to move. Jimmy could stand in the pocket and deliver a perfect pass. That is the difference that I see. The other difference I see, you talk to any 49er player, you see what they say in their in their press conferences, in their interviews, whatever it is, they always talk very highly of Jimmy Garoppolo. Some said that about Colin Kaepernick. Not all did. But everyone says that about Jimmy Garoppolo. And I really do think that he is going to take the next step. I read an article the other day that said, oh, don't be surprised because of the financial situation if Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded uh, after this season or if they don't produce good enough. Listen, Jimmy's here to stay. He is here to stay. Without Kyle Shanahan, this team has won, what, five games? I'm pretty sure that that is correct. Or not even four games without Jimmy Garoppolo. Four games without Jimmy Garoppolo. We went to the Super Bowl with him in our, in our first full season as him being the quarterback. He comes in in 2017. We were throwing to guys like Lewis Murphy and Aldrick Robinson are the guys we were throwing to in 2017. And the 49er, and we won 5-0 with Jimmy Garoppolo. And people are going to say, you're going to cut up this guy saying he's not good. He changed the franchise. That's what a franchise quarterback is. You change You change the franchise. And that's what Jimmy Garoppolo has done. I think the 49ers match up well against the rest of the division. I think last year there were some really, really great battles. Really, every single divisional game was great. As long as Russell Wilson is the quarterback of the Seahawks, they are going to be a very tough out. I think the Cardinals are going to be a, a really tough out this year. I think the fact that we get them week one is a good thing. Because I think they'll still be trying to get their chemistry together and all. But we play them again week 16. We go to the desert. I think that's going to be a much tougher game. And obviously, if you get a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, that defense certainly got a little bit better. They added Jordan Phillips from Buffalo. Arizona's on on the uprise. They were very close to beating us, not once, but twice last year. They're going to be a tough out next year. The Rams, unfortunately, I think are on the downside. They didn't do much to address their offensive line. I know a lot of people like to say, oh, Jared Goff, he didn't do this and that. Todd Gurley wasn't playing very good. Their offensive line was a mess. 
I wouldn't blame Jared Goff totally. The offense got and they still won nine games. Let's give credit where it's due now. But I think next year, it's going to be a lot of fun. Right? The 49ers, they play the Cardinals, like I said, week one and 16. We all know how the games with Seattle went last year were instant classics. Can't wait for those games. Play them again week 17. Let's, uh, let's, let's hope this, and it's not for the division this time. Let's hope we can wrap that up beforehand. And then we got two games with the Rams. We got a primetime game with them at home, and then we get to go to the new stadium, I think, around week 12. So it's going to be exciting, and obviously, hopefully, there will be an NFL season for us to get excited about at some point this season. Anyways, thanks for listening. We'll see you around next week in the 49 Away podcast. Don't forget to give the 49 Away a follow on Instagram. I hope you all have a great week.